Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to our latest lecture on CT of the coronary arteries, and I entitle this, CT of the coronary arteries beyond imaging stenosis. There's no doubt that when we speak about coronary artery disease, most of the applications we do speak about are looking at stenosis, its presence or its absence, and grading stenosis and the like. But in this talk, I'm not going to speak about that, but I'm going to speak about some other topics that are very important to all of us. Now, let's go back a little bit to anatomy. I think one of the things we recognize is there's great variation in the anatomy of the coronary arteries. Most of the anatomic variations are not of any clinical importance. So for example, in 60% of patients, the first branch of the RCA is the conus artery. Um, in 30% of patients, or 35%, the conus artery comes not from the RCA, but comes directly of the aorta, no significance. In about 60% of patients, the SA nodal artery arises from the RCA while in about 40% of patients it comes off the left circumflex. Again, variations, you see those very nicely on the CT scan, you comment on them, but clinical significance really is none. We also recognize the same thing in the LAD. The LAD, uh, the key branches are septal perforators and diagonal vessels. Diagonal vessels course laterally and supply the uh, free wall. The septal supply the intraventricular septum and AV bundle. We then also typically have the circumflex coronary artery, which gives rise to the obtuse marginal branches. And in about 15% of cases, the left main also gives a third branch, a ramus intermedius branch, which has a similar course to a diagonal. And uh, again, that's not a very important variation. It's of no clinical significance per se. And you can see an example here of ramus intermedius, circ, and LAD. And you can see all vessels do have calcification in this situation. Now those are just some of the normal anatomic variations. Now if you look at anomalies of the coronary arteries, they're found in up to 1% of healthy individuals. So it's uncommon, but when you get busier doing cardiac CT, it's not that all uncommon. Now sometimes we're sent patients to rule out coronary artery anomalies, and that's true particularly in younger patients with atypical chest pain, uh, uh, patients who've uh, fainted on the playground or become short of breath after exercising, and then you worry about these malignant variations of coronary artery anomalies. But in most cases, it's not important. Now, an important thing, however, is to come up with some approach to how you look at the coronary artery anatomy. Now, I spoke about this in other talks, that one of the first things I do is really look at where the coronary arteries are. Now, when you have anomalies, you can divide them into three categories, or an approach might be to make them into three categories of anomalies of origin. So where does it begin? Right cusp, left cusp, anomalies of course. If you have an aberrant vessel, it may be unimportant if it goes posterior or important if it goes uh, between the pulmonary artery and the ascending aorta. And anomalies of termination. Where does the vessel end? Is it anomalous termination like in a coronary sinus or a pulmonary artery, for example? So let's look at some of the common things. Anomalies of origin. Simple things, high tegu of the coronary artery, multiple ostea, a single coronary artery, anomalous origin from pulmonary artery, or origin of a coronary from the opposite of non-coronary cusps are all some of these anomalies. And let me just show you a couple variations. Here's a nice example of where the LAD and circumflex arise directly off the aorta. You can see there is no left main coronary artery. When you look carefully, you can see both vessels nicely, as well as a prominent first diagonal. And you can see in this situation very, very nice visualizations. Um, this anomaly is of no clinical significance. 
On the other hand, look at this case. Now again, two views, anterior and a view from above, and look at the right coronary artery. Now let's watch it carefully. In this case, as you start looking from above, and I think looking from above down, and typically we do this interactively, I'm just going to show you slides in this lecture, I'm not going to give you any 3D, but you can see when we travel downward, the patient's um, circumflex coronary artery is arising off the right coronary, is then going posterior between the aorta and the left atrium. Now that's not a pressure area, so this patient is not going to have any problems. If a vessel crosses between the ascending aorta and pulmonary artery, then you're going to have issues. So in this case, very nice visualization. Okay, circumflex off the right coronary. So it's an abnormal origin and an abnormal course. And of course, of course, of course, you have to have a course of the coronary arteries to get to its correct position eventually. Another example, here's a case where there's a single coronary artery, and if you look carefully, and I'll show you a number of different views, the LAD arises off the right coronary artery, and you can see it very nicely here, and here's a few more perspectives, volume rendering, you see the classic right coronary, but look at that vessel coming across, and when you start looking carefully, it's the patient's left main coronary artery, and you can see there's actually some stenosis proximally, there's calcified and non-calcified plaque. And of course, this can be a very important lesion. In this patient, first of all, there is narrowing of the takeoff of the LAD. This patient will need a stent. But also to recognize if a single coronary artery, if that vessel goes down, the patient is in significant uh, problem. Again, beautiful example. And here's another great case. In this case, the right coroner is coming off the left cusp. Now you can see in this patient, the patient has significant cardiovascular disease, calcified and non-calcified plaques in all the coronary vessels, calcifications in the aortic root. And you can see very nicely how the patient's right coronary is coming off the left cusp, but it's coming between the ascending aorta and main pulmonary artery. And when you have compressive forces, when the heart's beating, the right coronary artery can become compressed can become narrowed, and this is the type of patient who can experience sudden death. So when things track between those two vessels, the typically called malignant variations, so a very, very important uh, diagnosis to make. Patients present with chest pain. This patient, of course, was older, and you're thinking coronary artery stenosis, but anomalies can present basically at any age. Another example. Here's another case, very similar case, where the right coronary is coming off the left cusp. You can see it very nicely in this situation. Uh, again, look at the vessel. You see how it's kind of small at its origin? It comes off the lateral portion of the uh, left cusp, but again, this would be compressed by the uh, pulmonary trunk, by the pulmonary artery, by the aorta, and this patient could have significant problems. Uh, and this patient, in fact, presented with shortness of breath. You can see it very nicely on this view from above and this straight on view, you can see how the right coronary has to come way across. And you can see in this view, you don't see its origin because its origin is between the, the um, ascending aorta and main pulmonary trunk. And you can see how it indeed would be compressed. And here's just one more view. Uh, again, very nice visualization showing you some of the issues in this case. Now we talk about abnormal origin. This is a wonderful case, shortness of breath. Look at the patient's left main coronary artery. It's actually arising off the posterior aspect of the main pulmonary trunk. In fact, it was very hard to get the right visualization in this case. It was such a funny orientation. You see the right coronary is coming classic, but look at the left. You see the left main coronary artery, and you try to follow it to the aorta, 
but you recognize you can't and when you track it you're really tracking it to the main pulmonary artery there's a lateral projection notice the uh, sternum in front pulmonary artery and you see the uh, left main coronary is coming off the pulmonary artery just an outstanding case now we talk about anomalies I mentioned a moment ago that anomalies are commonly in younger patients or you think about them in the, in the kids and teenagers but it can occur in adults also this patient had some chest pain uh, went to cath they put a stent in the pain didn't go away CT was done to look for maybe stent occlusion but what you notice in this patient was the stent was indeed patent but the patient is an anomalous right coronary artery tracking off the left cusp going in between the pulmonary outflow tract and the ascending aorta and that was causing the patient's symptoms uh, you go back to the angio report the um, the angiographer could not see the right coronary but made a comment I don't see it well but it's probably okay again we all know that if you can't see a vessel you can't say whether it's normal or abnormal but this is a good example where the patient's stent was placed but the symptoms did not resolve because the issue was the patient's aberrant coronary artery so again although we think about it in children and teenagers think about it in adults of any and all ages now I mentioned before one of the other things we think about are anomalies of course now as we said, uh, where the vessel goes is important, but I'll give you just another example, myocardial bridging. Now, myocardial bridging is indeed very interesting. Uh, not very much written about it or not much paid attention to it in the angiographic days, but on CT we see it commonly, and so there's a lot of interest about it. So, for example, myocardial bridging, what happens? The uh, coronary artery, and typically it's the mid-portion of the LAD, tracks down within muscle, and so it theoretically gets compressed. It can almost look like a lesion or a narrowing on the patient's uh, CT scans, and you can see it very nicely uh, on these images in the schematic. Now, you recognize, of course, that with myocardial bridging, the issue will tend to be how deep it is and how long an extensive area it is. Here's a nice MIP image showing you the patient's LAD going through the myocardium of the left ventricle. And here's that same patient showing it to you with a 3D rendering. And the 3D rendering, you can see, you don't see the vessel with the sharpness you typically do because it's covered by myocardium. It's just a very nice visualization. And of course, with things like circulation software or any vessel tracking software, it's very easy to track the extent of the vessel. And you can see in this case, it's a fairly long segment of myocardial bridging, but it's not very deep, so typically not going to be problematic. So let me give you some facts from the literature recently published. Myocardial bridging, an epicardial segment of a coronary artery that courses through the myocardium is termed myocardial bridging. It's a congenital anomaly. It's put in the category of a non-atherosclerotic anatomic anomaly of the coronary arteries. Uh, typically, it was felt that this would not cause clinical symptoms, but as I mentioned, there is now concern for this, and I'll tell you a little bit more in a moment. It occurs in up to 2.5% of cases of angiograms. Um, and CT has been reported up to 10% or so of the time. LAD mid-portion is the most common area. And if patients do get symptoms, it begins in the third decade. Uh, deep, deep segment bridging, what people call a deep bridge, is 2.3 millimeters or more of myocardial coverage. Now, just definitions again, the artery that is surrounded by myocardium is called a tunneled artery, and the muscle overlying it is a myocardial bridge, right? So the bridge is indeed the muscle of the myocardium. 
As I mentioned, it's usually considered a benign condition, but can result in unstable angina, myocardial infarction, arrhythmias, or even death. So it's not very benign. Now, several articles recently have spoken about this. In this article by Hazarolan, makes the point that CT is an effective non-invasive method for the diagnosis of myocardial bridging and it can show the length and depth of the tunnel segment and diameter and percentage of stenosis in the segment showing myocardial bridging in the systolic and diastolic phase. So again, in the systolic phase with compression, it's typically more problematic. Zena and Associates made the point that myocardial bridging predisposes to development of atherosclerotic disease proximal to the bridge. And so this may indicate that the bridge should be considered an anatomic risk factor in the evaluation of coronary artery disease. So if someone has myocardial bridging, they're probably at higher risk, all things being considered. Uh, Jacobs made the point that uh, bridges are commonly found on CT scanning. Again, mid-left interior descending coronary artery is a typical point. Her results, 10.4% of cases, average length 23 millimeters, depth was approximately 2.6 millimeters. I'll just show you one more example. Nice example. And you can see in this case, the vessel looks narrowed. We're in systole here. And so the vessel does get compressed. And here it is again, a short segment myocardial bridging. But it is compressed and sure looks like stenosis. That's why the 10 phases works great. You can look at systole and look at diastole. And it will change over phases. But it's something very, very important to consider. Okay, what else? Let's look at coronary artery anomalies from the approach of anomalies of termination. And that's a very interesting because we talk about coronary artery fistulas, coronary arcades, and extracardiac termination. They're all pretty uncommon, but fistula is the one people typically speak about. And why don't we do this? Why don't we stop here? Why don't we all get to take a, a, a drink break, get some coffee, get some soda, and we'll start again in five minutes. Thanks a lot. See you soon.